Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, we talked with our next guest in and around the Super Bowl back in February. He was so great. I couldn't wait to have him back when the subject matter lent itself to his area of expertise. He is in the Department of Business and Economics at the University of West Virginia University, where he's a professor of econ the John Chambers College of Business and Economics. He has not only a BS in business administration, but also one in econ and a master's and a Ph.D. in economics from Johns Hopkins University. Welcome back to the program, Dr. Brad Humphreys. Brad, how are you? Good to have you here. Rick, I'm great today. It's it's great to be back on air talking to you. It's always wonderful when we have an opportunity to talk about sort of the business of sports. And I know that that's something that we talked about in and around the Super Bowl with the proliferation of gambling and so many things that are going on there. How do the Super Bowl and the NCAA men's basketball tournament compare when we're talking, say, dollars to dollars? Is there any comparison? Is the Super Bowl still king? Well, no, actually, uh, industry estimates are that as much as $10 billion gets bet on March Madness. But that's mostly a, a, because there's just so many more betting opportunities during the NCAA tournament. You know, the Super Bowl is one game, but you've got, you know, we've got games run this weekend continuously, and they're all on television. Mm. So it's sort of a perfect storm of sports betting opportunities. So does this one up the Super Bowl then? Is this bigger in that regard? Uh, on an entire event basis, it does, but uh, you know, there's no single NCAA tournament basketball game that would draw the amount of betting action that the Super Bowl does. Correct. The other question I have for you in, in that regard is how much is actually wagered, and is there any way to even quantify that, that is wagered that doesn't go through official gambling uh, outlets, meaning the office pool, right? That somebody has a $20 a sheet to get in, (laughs) and that is just something that, okay, everybody give your money to Becky, and Becky's going to divvy it up at the end, first, second, and third. I mean, does that even include that amount of money? No, and it's impossible to get get an estimate of what the size of that is. Mm. I mean, it's obviously one of the most popular forms of betting on the NCAA tournament. You know, it's because you're, you're, you're not just calling up a sports book and, and making a bet, but you're, you're competing with your friends or your colleagues or things like that. Incredibly popular, but there's just no way to figure out the size of that betting market. Now, has that changed from something other than simply going through the bracket of now 68 teams and picking those games and saying this is my winner and the tiebreaker is a total point scored in the championship game or whatever it is that you use in your office? I mean, has that changed much over the years? Has it gone to side bets and and, and parlays and things like that? Or is it still that the classic one that is used most everywhere? I think that's that's still the classic format of betting on the NCAA tournament, but you know, with the with the rise of app-based uh, mobile phone betting with sports books, mm-hmm. there's just so many more opportunities for people to bet that uh, that I would say that 
those are substitutes, and probably that that's just ratcheted up the overall amount of money that's wagered on the, on these basketball games. The one question that I have for you is we're visiting with Dr. Brad Humphreys, professor of economics at West Virginia University in Morgantown. Brad, as we talk about, these are amateur athletes. Now, granted, I realize there's name, image, and likeness and all that kind of stuff, that some of them are making money from their name and from their image. And yet at the same time, isn't it also a slippery slope for the NCAA to realize how much is being waged on the outcome of games that are being pitted amateur against amateur. I mean, isn't that something that they at least have made outwardly, you know, com- complaints about? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, yeah, they used, they certainly used to. Uh, before the widespread availability of legal sports betting outside of Nevada, uh, the NCAA was, was very uh, uh, anti-betting uh, on, on basketball. But, you know, now that, now that so many states have legalized sports betting, they've just sort of been silent about it i think they uh, you know they know that individual athletic departments are making money off of this because they're cutting deals with sports books Mm -hmm. uh that that bring in money and i think the ncaa has just sort of uh turned a blind eye to sports betting unlike it used to be you know before legalization so it's kind of like putting water back into a bucket after you've dumped it at the beach right you just can't (laughs) i mean isn't that what it is i mean pandora is clearly out of the box and you're not getting it back it's never going back, Rick. We're, yeah. we're, states are generating too much in tax revenues off legalized sports betting. We're never going back to that old environment. And frankly, from a fan's perspective, that's a good thing because people get a lot of enjoyment, more enjoyment out of watching a game on television that they have a bet down on. And that's good. That's good for, for basketball fans. So you mentioned television a couple of different times, saying that all of these games are on television, or they get more enjoyment watching a game on television where they've got a little bit of money on the side. Would it be different if these games were only on KDKA radio as opposed to being on True and uh, what is it, TNT and the NCAA and TBS and and CBS, et cetera, on, on television? Would there be a difference? And if so, how so? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, television transformed uh, the sports fandom. Um, and, you know, if you, when you go back in, in the days when there were used to be two college football games on on any Saturday, and, you know, there might have been uh, um, one or two NCAA tournament games televised on any given day, you know, that's, that's an environment where fans were not able to get the enjoyment out of, uh, out of following these games and, and watching them that they do now. And certainly the advent of high-definition television uh, makes the experience much closer to, to actually being there, and I, I think that really enhances fan enjoyment. Brad, i got to ask you this question. I'm not even exactly sure how to say it. Is the NCAA tournament and the lure of watching the games and doing your sheet and putting a bet down, is it because it is a sporting event? 
Is it because of the economic side of perhaps making a little bit of money on the side? Is it because everybody else is doing it? Meaning, is this sociology? Is this athletics? <laughs> is this just the competition of wanting to beat your buddy? Wh- what bucket do you put this in? So there, there's uh, an emerging line of research in economics that, that uh, quantifies how consumers like surprise and suspense. And really, uh, su- surprise and suspense is uh, a lot of that is generated by the NCAA tournament. Uh, there, there are these very different uh, levels of teams playing each other. Look at the 13 uh, seed that won this afternoon. Yeah, Virginia That's losing, just, right, to Furman, yeah, right? Yeah. There aren't any or there are very few other sporting events that generate that sort of surprise uh-huh. and and sports fans like surprise. Right. So, you know, the N- the NFL playoffs, um, those are pretty closely matched teams. Right. And you might see a game played at a very high level, but you're never getting the chance to see a number 16 UMBC knockoff number one Virginia mm-hmm. like happened a few years ago. Yeah. So I think that generates the, the fan interest in the NCAA basketball tournament. If you go ahead and mention something that happened in terms of sports history of University of Alberta, I'll be really impressed. I, and I'm sure you could pull those out of your memory bank about your time at Illinois as well. But I knew it was just a matter of time until UMBC came up in this discussion because – he used to work there I, at that particular I did, I university. I did work there for quite some time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What's your favorite part of the, of the NCAA tournament as I let you go? Oh, I, I like the first round up upsets or the first weekend upsets and the Cinderella teams. But that's, you weren't crazy about the 8-9 game that involved WVU earlier today, I presume. Uh, sadly, no. Yeah. I, I was not. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure. Brad, I really appreciate you coming in, uh, jumping back in here with us. And uh, as we move forward with these sorts of subjects and things like that, and I, I want to be able to know a little bit more about some of the research that you're working on. So let's keep in touch, and we'll get you back on again real soon. Love to do it again. Thanks so much for having me on. Thank you very much. Dr. Brad Humphreys joining us from West Virginia University, where he is a professor of economics there, professor in the John Chambers College of Business and Economics. Again, he holds two degrees from WVU. He holds two degrees from Johns Hopkins as well. Really, really smart guy who helps us to understand these hard to understand subjects sometimes. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 